Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. We're going to be speaking with the Milwaukee-based punk band Bad Year about their band, their upcoming new music, and the state of Midwest punk rock these days. The band has released two EPs to this point with a couple of singles as well, forming in 2019. Obviously, in hindsight, that meant that right after creating the band, they had to take a massive hit from the pandemic. So the band name wasn't just a, cl- a clever name. It was prophetic. Uh, we'll be speaking with the band all about all of this and more right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock bands around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. Today, I'm happy to be speaking with Midwest punk rockers Bad Year, who have been actively releasing new music and playing shows since forming in 2019. And even with a shitty pandemic putting a stop to the world, the band is still pushing forward. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. So I know you guys are kind of new as a band in general, but I don't think that you guys are probably new to playing music. So I'm kind of like, you know, curious like most people would be, but how did you guys all get together and why did you guys decide to put the band together? Obviously we're not in high school anymore. Putting a band together at this stage, you know, when you're thirties and above is, is kind of a, a different story than, than just saying, Hey guys, you want to play some, some music in my basement and uh, play some shows. But how'd you guys uh, decide to start this band? We met at a Britney Spears concert. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Love Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> And my me me and Mike's favorite band and Britney Spears. Sean asked me to hit him one more time. Yeah. No. So, um. No. In 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 seriousness, um, I Mike um have known Joey for many years, and I've known Sean for many years, and we've we grew up in the Midwest scene, um, playing in different bands, um, and now we're in our thirties. And now we're in our thirties. Uh, well, most of us, and yeah, even me. I am in my 30s. And so we had taken a hiatus, you know, got into life and stuff like that. And Joey and I had gone our separate separate ways. And, and we decided to, I mean, basically Joey called me and wanted to re- reconnect. And we did that. And then we were like kind of missed seeing each other and gazed, in, gazed into each other's eyes. And uh, <laughs> decided was he was it? living in Indianapolis at the time. I was living in Milwaukee and we, we met up for dinner here in milwaukee and we're like hey let's just you know we uh, were talking about missing playing music together and we just sent some started sending some stuff back and forth and that created the snowball that is bad year today i knew it happened i mean i kind of set it up i made it happen yeah but yeah the fact that we're in our 30s now i think in like overall i think we're taking things a little bit more seriously sometimes maybe too seriously sometimes not so much but uh yeah, we, we still have a lot of fun. We have a lot of ideas always coming in and working on new stuff. And we have a lot of things that we still want to get out there. Like, I think we're just getting started. We've only been together for three years, roughly. So so, so the title of this episode is going to be like a romantic steak and wine dinner leads to pop punk band, something like that? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, 
Spears concert. Well, Britney Spears, <laughs> a, but did they serve? Okay. Yeah, well, it was after it was after the Britney Spears concert. Yeah, that's why the tickets are so expensive: steak, wine, <laughs> all the attendees. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get you gotta get on that. So then, obviously, you guys came back together. The first three of you guys did, and then you decided to bring Jake on. Uh, what was the decision behind that, and, and moving from a three piece to a four piece? Well, um, Jake had been begging us for like two years he's like you guys sound like crap as a three piece yeah it just got really annoying and we he hated the band he was he wouldn't shut up we tried blocking him we tried everything he would show up on my doorstep at 3am in the morning so it was like a fight club thing where you're like you're ugly you're not good enough get out of here hit him with a broom and tell him to go (laughs) eventually they had to let me in yeah yeah no um you know our studio sound had been expanding so much um and our live sound kind of just stayed the same so uh it was the natural progression to add um you know more get more guitars and more facial hair more facial hair (laughs) and uh and jake fit those needs um (laughs) very spectacularly yeah yeah and and it turns out he's just amazing at smoking meat so and he plays guitar and he plays guitar so i do last but not least he's also plays guitar yeah yeah so (laughs) So uh, he had been in another band that we had played with, um, and we really liked uh, his guitar work. And so uh, when when he had enough with that, he, you know, it was a simple fit. It nice. made sense. Cool. So then, obviously, shortly after you guys all kind of came together and started making music and decided to play again, then the COVID pandemic hit. What did you guys kind of do to kind of, counter that were you guys still playing were you still practicing were you getting together or was it pretty much you're all isolated from each other and trying to figure it all out it was um it was definitely a learning experience uh i think we handled it pretty well overall we still obviously there was times there when it got really really bad and things were very prevalent that we had to uh like stop playing some shows or you know choose to not book some shows for a while and focus on yeah. recording um things like that so basically like a lot of the the recording we do is all in-house right so it's it all can be done from the comfort of our own home basically in most cases um so we had already had the drum tracks done thank god i mean before no that was actually during covid i did record drums during during covid and before but it's hard to, it all kind of blends together, but, um, but yeah, we just kind of focused on what, what was accessible at the time and, and what we had at our, our feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, cause you guys obviously did go back out like most bands pretty much as soon as they started allowing bands, uh, to play music again. And you guys did have to cancel some shows or stop playing some shows. Was there ever a point where you're like, is this is this fucking worth it anymore? Like, what's going on? Like, this is going to take forever, and and it just doesn't oh, seem like yeah. it's ever going to come back. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people felt like that. I mean, these two had COVID a total of eighteen times, probably themselves. <laughs> I've never even gotten it. I've not. Yeah. I've not <coughs> tested <coughs> positive yet. That you know. Until tonight. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Until tonight. I just, my immune system. I just. I just load my body with a bunch of chemicals and, you know, yeah. you know, it gets, it's, 
I mean, we, I think we got a lot of material of our newer material from this whole, this whole process, because, you know, we get excited, something will, you know, come up and we'll put it on the calendar, you know, and look forward to it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're just a day or two out and it's just like, Oh, it's canceled. You know, you know, either, you know, the whole venue staff has COVID or, you know, anything like that and, and even one guy who like touched do, a speaker somewhere could have covid and it cancels it it's like oh that's cool <laughs> yeah and all you can do all you can do is be like well that's that's the life we live now you know yeah. like it's just like it's so frustrating because it repeats itself yeah. um but you know we you know we find different ways to i think work around that and stuff but it's yeah. it's hard i think we for the most part respect respected the covid protocols overall um yeah but there's also times where like, yeah, we're going to play a house show and like, it's probably not as bad as it seems. I, for one, don't believe all the fucking media and bullshit, uh, in the news. I, I'm not a big news watcher. That's just me. Um, I, I've looked into the more, the more of the research public health stuff because I'm, yeah. a, but, um, but yeah, there was times where we're like, yeah, we're going to, we're on a roll. We're going to keep going everything's fine like sort of yeah <laughs> yeah and obviously now that it's kind of like to the point where i guess people just don't care anymore like regardless of whether people are getting infected sick getting you know dying essentially i think most of it's because people are like actively can choose to basically stop that from happening but don't so that's beside the point but i think most people are like it's back to normal um, if you're sick, just seclude yourself. Everybody else, mm-hmm. do what you want, kind of thing, right? For sure. Um, but it is crazy that, like, you know, like I had COVID after having three shots, and it was like absolutely had no symptoms. I only took a test because I was like, I woke up and I was like, mm, kind of have like a stuffy like throat, and tested positive, and I was like, okay, well, you know, isolate myself, but didn't didn't have a cough, wasn't no fever at all. I was like, this is crazy. So spent like six days in my office here just by myself. <laughs> it's like my wife was cooking and cleaning our house. I was like, well, this isn't so bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> my whole house got it at, right at Christmas last year. Yeah. Just maybe yeah. five days before Christmas, everybody Christmas started season. testing positive. Yeah. It was, does... it was right before they, they shortened the isolation period. So it so was yeah. still... 10 days from like the the time that the last household member had tested positive which was me so we it was a lot of togetherness time in the winter that we were not used to so it's kind of like the shining is that what you're saying uh it got it got close there's a lot of times where i just had to go in the car and listen to music for a while you know, you didn't have like I, a built out like uh, corn maze, frozen corn maze in the back or anything that you're chasing your family through. I would love if my lar- yard were that large. <laughs> I would, but I live in I live in the suburbs, and yeah. <clears throat> so I think one of you guys are actually like uh, uh, working in the medical profession field, right? Is that one of you guys were working like as an EMT or something like that? Um, Joey did a little bit. Um, I did. Uh, I'm doing home health care right now. I'm semi-retired. Okay. When COVID was going on, though, I was a, I was a manager in a CVRF, like an assisted living home. Gotcha. We eventually did get COVID there, so it's due to short staffing. I had to 
go back to kind of caregiving, med passing, stuff like that. Yeah. And I worked in the COVID unit that we had for almost two months because there was almost nobody who could do it. A bunch of my bunch of the girls that worked for me were pregnant and they couldn't go down with the COVID people. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah I, um, I work, I do community outreach. That's what I do. Like I have a lot of interaction with people. Yeah. I'm, I'm a peer support specialist with a, a medical clinic and um, I work with community paramedics, do community outreach and um, just like I've been exposed to so many people over the last two and a half years. It's crazy. Like that. I haven't, that I never even tested positive for it. Um, That's because you're injecting bleach clearly. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I try, I did cut back. Um, I did cut back, but it's, you know, I'm making progress. Yeah. So let's talk about the music because you guys obviously have put a lot of effort into it. And, you know, the first thing I noticed right away is you guys started releasing music that was clean well-polished, like immediately right out of the gate. It wasn't like you, uh, you know, releasing demo tracks or putting out like, you know, some sort of like half-assed, you know, recordings or anything like that that got better. Yeah. So, and and to me, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of the late nineties skate punk bands, you know, some of the fast beats, the melodies, all that stuff, but it also has the anthemic and, and melodic style of punk as well fit into it. So it's kind of like, you know, wrapping up some of those really good bands from the nineties and kind of, tying it all together so i just want to know what were some of the bands that you guys were influenced by over the years to create the sound that bad ear actually has um well for me uh personally i mean a lot of chicago um midwest punk um mainly chicago the lawrence arms um alkaline trio rise against you know those are i mean chicago heavy hitters and those sure. uh you know, I thought for a second you were just going to say the band Chicago. I was like, that makes so much sense oh, now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, 100%. A little bit. A little bit. We have Jesus, we keep coughing Sorry. every second. Uh, Kansas. Yeah. No, no uh, Chicago's better. Uh, so, I mean, we draw a lot from that. <laughs> but definitely the late. The, the, you're you're right. You play bass out there? Uh, okay. Um trying extensively yeah. hard to channel the, the COVID to you. A lot of fat records, uh, you can edit that out. That's all right. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of fat records bands, like No Effects, um, Alkaline Trio, Blink, Menzingers. Yeah, Menzingers, um, huge, even though they're not really Midwest, but they're... Yeah, they're They're close. Uh, Pennsylvania. It's it, fucking Midwest, basically. <laughs> anything that's not touching the east coast or the about? west coast yeah yeah, yeah exactly except that i think it does touch but i mean i I, lo- I appreciate a lot of different types of music and genres so sure yeah sure yeah and sean grew up uh listening. sean likes pegging sean, sean definitely Peg likes boy. uh the no effects like? and well, uh no effects, big wig, you know blink obviously you know Pennywise, kind of nice. all all over the place from the pop punk to like more of the hardcore, you know. Sure. Hardcore, yeah. Hardcore, you know, some comeback kid, but some hardcore. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I love comeback kid. What about you, Jake? What were you kind of drawing from for the last few years? You know, I years? 
before these guys, I hadn't listened to a lot of punk since the early 2000s, which like every everybody did then, you know. Yeah. But me and my buddy, we you know listened to Green Day and Blink and oh, MXPX. Green Day. Green Day. Forgot, about that, forgot about Green Day. Yeah. How do you forget about? What about MXPX? We used to listen to that a lot. We don't. We yeah. don't. Oh. Sean We're just kidding. No? Just MX, kidding, Mike. Jake apparently liked M- MXPX. I thought they were cool when I was 13 and 14. They're, They're still cool. And Newfound Glory. Um, but I do want to kind of talk about some of these releases that you guys have. Obviously, you went on a tear in like 2020 and 2021, releasing pretty much all of your current music, including two EPs. Uh, Jake had forgotten about the acoustic one, which I had asked about before. I was like, is it two EPs or one? And it's it's the acoustic one, which obviously... I don't think there's any drums on there, right? It's just guitars, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So guitar can be a percussive instrument, though. Yeah, sure. Sure. I play guitar. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. um, was there uh, was there any reason that you obviously kind of well? I, I clearly know the reason why you went with the acoustic EP, but was there any other reason that you kind of pushed all this music so fast right out of the gate, or was it just like you guys were waiting to release it and it just happened like to you know you, you had time to kind of put it all together then? Well, with the Handshakes EP that came out and then the pandemic slammed and then we had everybody and their kid brother doing um, live streaming of acoustic songs. They couldn't get together as bands. All these bands are now doing acoustic songs. Um, So we're like, you know, since we're all doing this anyways, we did a couple live streams of doing like acoustic stuff. Like, you know, why don't we just put out an acoustic EP while this is all going on since we're doing this anyways? Yeah. So that kind of came that came from the pandemic not being able to release normal songs. Our first show was an acoustic <clears throat> show, mm-hmm. actually. So was yeah, that a coffee we shop? Had our, we had we had been doing acoustic shows here and there too. So yeah, nice, cool. It felt it felt like a good landscape to explore. Yeah, and obviously you even took two of your kind of more popular songs and handshakes and blackout, and you actually redid them as um, acoustic songs. So. Do you, when you guys write, do you start out like acoustic guitar or do you just pretty much start with like electric guitar or drums or whatever and then write a song? Do you guys do it all together or is it pretty much one person? Because I can imagine like when you have to then change something from the way it was like recorded to then putting it to acoustic, there's a little bit of, of creativity that it takes to get it stripped down to something <laughs> like that. I think uh, I think we're all individually strong, uh, you know, songwriters individually. So I think when someone really comes um, to the table with an idea, you know, we kind of feed off each other and, you know, then it becomes the band song um, and we take input from everyone else. I, um, you know, and Sean tells me what he hates about usually everything I write and then <laughs> pulls it apart. And then he changes his mind. Then he changes yeah, his like, mind. Not like, like Britney Spears, like redo it. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, I mean, the, for me personally, a lot of, I mean, just the acoustic guitar is so easy to write on just because it's there. Um, yeah. And, you know, I always have one in my house and, you know, you could just pick it up real easily. Um, so I'd, I'd say actually for most of us, all our songs, except for Jake, start on acoustic guitars. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even though you guys all play different instruments, you can all play the few chords it takes to strum strum out a song absolutely yeah 
Or yep. I'll just have an idea in my head and then I'll just use my voice memo on my phone and then yep. I'll record it and I'll sound really ridiculous. Yep. And then then I bring it to the acoustic guitar. And then I bring Yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like, it sounds so awful on my phone. I'm like, if anybody ever heard this, they'd be like, do not make this a song. It's fucking terrible. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, we definitely get that. We have a lot of that. (laughs) Mike has a phone full of those. Yeah. I had to get a new phone just because I was like, I don't even know how to put this on a hard drive. (laughs) Got the same phone since 2018. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I do. So I want to, I want to talk about one of your specific songs. Obviously, uh, the first song I believe on the the first EP, which I think is this, I think it's a self titled EP if I'm not mistaken, but it's called yeah. No Use, which is clearly about Tony Sly from No Use for a Name. Clearly, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's not, then it's the most coincidental thing I've ever seen. Um, I just have to ask you, you know, what was the origin of why the song was actually made? I know a lot of people were really affected by his death, and it wasn't just people who knew him either. It was you know a lot of you know musical fans and everything so i'm just curious like what's your connection with tony sly and why did you want to write a song about him uh i mean he wrote the best melodies in the world um some of the best lyrics i've ever heard Mm -hmm. um basically words on our end could never describe how he felt to us so we took the inspiration for the words in the song Granted, the song doesn't really sound like a, a no use for a name song or anything like that, sure. but uh, all the lyrics do. Um, so we just kind of took inspiration from that and we're like, wow, we could just really kind of put, you know, some of his, uh, you know, put it all together, really. And that the, what, what better way to um, put it together than the words, you know, can be uh, transferred to songs that he wrote and you can grab from his songs and his you know without you know what better way to say it than him himself yeah roundabout way of saying it i guess yeah yeah what would you say to somebody who's like i've never heard of tony sly where what would you what would you give them advice for like you know (laughs) starting somewhere with maybe either a song or an album or honestly i i would recommend his solo stuff i think it's just like incredible yeah yeah that's just me, though. And that's funny because Sean, I don't think, is the biggest fan of his solo stuff. You're talking about, I what? Love, I love the acoustic one he did with um, Cape. Joey Cape. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I really like that. That I think he had two split albums with Joey Cape. I was like, damn, these are really good. I wasn't good. a fan of the second one. Oh, that's yeah. what you I said. liked the first one. They're both yeah. similar, though. They're very, I mean, they, they're both. I had more connections to the acoustic versions of No Use for Name songs on that first um, split he did. Than sure second one yeah they're not bad it's just you know i i mean i saw them for the i went to go see no effects in minneapolis in 2008 and i saw them open up for no effects it was like the coolest show like one of the coolest shows i've seen i did so i saw them at riverside open up for no effects tony saw it though. yeah that's cool i mean obviously being from the midwest it's tough to even get many punk bands to come through in a vicinity to where you can go. Um, I, I lived in a city adjacent to Bismarck, North Dakota. So we'd have to drive to Fargo or Minneapolis to see right. any type of good shows or maybe oh, wow. Billings, Montana or something. It's like, nobody's coming to Bismarck, North Billings, Dakota Montana. to play a punk yeah. show. A lot of bands don't go to Billings, Montana. I know yeah. that. Some do though. Some do. Yeah. 
do know that. Yeah. Well, it's mostly like Taylor Swift and, Urban. you know, John Fogarty and all these like old, <laughs> old guys. <laughs> but yeah. So on speaking of being from the Midwest and Wisconsin, I know it may seem, sometimes be pretty hard to get national exposure for a band because obviously Milwaukee's not exactly known as the, you know, music capital of the country, like a Los Angeles or Chicago or Nashville or New York or whatever. But give me kind of a, your perspective on what it's like living and playing there and, and trying to grow a band's, uh, you know, visibility. It's terrible. Yeah. I well, think it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the music scene since COVID has kind of fizzled out. A lot of people aren't really going to local shows anymore. They'll go to like the big show, you know, that's coming through, but like, unless you're a really big, well-recognized, you know, local name, you're not really getting people um, to come out. Like, yeah, yeah, we actually do a lot better outside of Milwaukee than we do mm -hmm. in Milwaukee. I would say building our fan base in Milwaukee has been one of the hardest things to do um, that I've ever experienced in my life, whether I don't even think that's COVID necessarily per se or just, just how, like, the, the times have evolved yeah. because of COVID. Um, you know, it's just we're like just it's too just, punk for people. It's you know, we're badier is too punk for the you know the normal person, <laughs> and we're not even that punk. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in high school. You know, we all that's that's what we did. We just went to every like there's a local show going on somewhere. We'd find it and we'd show up. Even you know, ten years ago, like that's that's what we were doing. I like, think that's yeah. a lot of the all age. Like, there's not a lot of all age venues here. It's all yeah. bars. Everyone. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. a drinking city. I think that's kind of the, uh, I was going to say, I think that's kind of where music is dying is because all age venues aren't really thriving anymore. Uh, even there here are. in Las Vegas, there's, there's a, a ton of bars that you can play at, but there are very few all age shows. So like any band that's, you know, under 30 trying to get exposure and come up really doesn't have a lot of their fan base. Who's, you know, it's usually like people who are like, eight to 10 years younger than you are kind of like your fan base. Right. So if you think about totally. that, it's people that are under 21 in that scenario and they can't even come see you because there's no place for them to watch you. So I think if there are more all age venues, then yeah, sure. Then kids, I mean, kids will go to punk shows. What else do they got to do? Especially in the Midwest. It's like, well, we're just going to go to the movies again for the 900th time this year. And there's no good <laughs> movies anymore. So yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Definitely some barriers present there. Yeah. I think barriers. It's a, big, it's a big hardcore scene in Milwaukee. If you're a hardcore yeah. band or metal, yeah, you're going to do well. Yeah. And that, I think that's kind of been kind of coming for, I don't know, 20 years. I think since whatever you want to say, like corn, limp biscuit tool, that whole scene blew up and that kind of just, and I still, you know, I have my friends who uh, in, in North Dakota who still listen to, you know, like Lincoln park and stuff like that. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't, I, I know that that music was popular in the year 2000 but it's not exactly mainstream or even underground there's not like underground bands like lincoln park anymore so i don't know why they're hanging on to that scene so hard but it seems to be a thing in the midwest <laughs> it definitely is 100 yeah. new metal yeah. yeah we don't we don't but rock i guess yeah maybe we should be a new metal band <laughs> new metal Take all your facial hair and like put it on your heads and make your like hair longer so that way you pubes. can be more we'll mobile. Put our pubes on our, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just get I like have, the... still haven't grown one. Can you believe that? <laughs> I still have zero pubic hair. 
I, I think there's a medication for that. I might have the hairiest feet, but it's all on Jake's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Jake loves it. It's very comforting. Yeah. So there are some bands obviously out there that are, you know, growing, uh, growing, I guess, an audience in the Midwest scene. And I, I know of a couple, even from Milwaukee, uh, you guys, I know avenues. Uh, I know a couple other oh, people that are kind yeah. of obviously out there. Um, you guys are on Punkerton records, which is like a Midwest label. What's your kind of perspective as some of the other bands out there that are helping grow some of the attention for the Midwest punk scene? I mean, well, avenues, um, you know, those guys have been doing it for some time and they just, pound and pavement and right they just released a record yeah, uh two years ago something like that yeah yeah they just released we them. used to play shows with them yeah we yeah. used to play shows with them a long time ago yeah. back on our previous bands um man as far as current midwest bands um smoke free home out of appleton i don't yeah. know if you've heard of them i have they're, they're making big waves now i did not but know they're like, from appleton but, though that's that's very interesting what was that? I didn't know they were from Appleton, actually, which is interesting. I could be wrong on that. Green Bay. Yeah. Green, from, Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Distortion. <clears throat> Bay. Um, and 94 <laughs> Distortion out of Oshkosh. Are they Oshkosh? Oshkosh. Oshkosh. Like, that, this whole scene, do you know, like, this Lake Winnebago in Wisconsin? You got uh, Lake Winnebago in Wisconsin, and you got Oshkosh, Appleton. Um, Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. And then if you go up to Green Bay... Like that scene right now is hitting it really, really hard. They get people to come out to their shows. Um, Beast Trigger. Beast Trigger is doing really good, but they're like hardcore. Mongo Mountain. Yeah, but they're fucking awesome. Yeah, but they're all the, <laughs> He's like, like yeah, but it don't fucking matter because they're rock. <laughs> but like, that's that's a really cool scene. That's a really great up and coming scene. Um, yeah. And you know what? They like, like all the genres there cross too. Like, you can, you know, like everyone gets along with each other, all the, all the fans and stuff. You know they can come and watch and love their shows, and you know they got all ages venues up there. I think that makes a huge difference, obviously. Yeah. Um, or they don't card if you're playing at a bar. Um, <laughs> that helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. Although it does get tricky if you have any groupies, you're like, wait a second. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> wait, what? Wait. Am I, am I somewhere else? Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm blaming the bouncer on this one. Okay. Right. Yes. It's not on us. <laughs> so let's talk about some of your songs because I want to talk about some of the lyrics specifically. I know you guys obviously cover a lot of different topics, but I just want to use the last single here, like Killing Me, as an example. This song seems to be incredibly sad as it de- seems to detail a relationship where the woman is contemplating suicide and the other person can't help her. Is this based on real life experiences or is this something that's more inspired by a concept? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that too deep? Too personal? If, you guys, if you guys out there in audio land, that was the mic drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, so it's, I would say it's a combination of experiences now, I'm not going to say that every, um, whether it was uh, from my own personal experience <laughs> or something that I've witnessed on my own, um, but that is, it's more reality than concept, I guess sure. you could say. Um, and it's also, um, it's also meant to be, 
I guess, not unfamiliar to people who are um, just living their lives and struggle day to day. So like, um, that is one of the things that we try to promote as well is, um, you know, you know, be good, be good on your mentals, take care of yourself and stuff like that. And, you know, try to promote, you know, making sure that, you know, you're not, not everyone's going to have a good day. Um, And not everyone has it good. So I know, I don't know if you want to take over for any of that. I I think the song itself, yeah, there's some sad components to it, but I find it like really like inspiring and hopeful personally. Yeah. Um, Maybe because I can relate to it almost too much, but uh, I think just like the music, even just the instrumentals in it, 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 it's very monumentous to me. Yeah. Um, no is there a dog walking around or i think that might be jake's yeah sorry i can't believe you guys can hear that killing me is definitely like i think it's the first song we wrote during the pandemic i mean together all as a band and um and we uh it was the first thing that came to mind and uh we that was the first song we worked on and and it came to fruition <clears throat> mike was recording vocals out in my house and and then uh we just kind of ripped it as a demo and and then you know made some more versions of it but it definitely uh it definitely turned out i'm happy with it yeah sure. one thing i like about it is it doesn't seem to specify a particular moment so much as like maybe a, a like how a relationship can devolve or how one person has to try to correct like, and that's exactly yeah. oh and then Please, the uh, that's interesting that you get that perspective on that um that you ca- caught it's interesting that you caught up on that perspective or have that perspective of it because um the idea i get i get and i guess i know now i was saying it doesn't sound like it's not a concept it's based in reality but, um, you know, a lot of people grab different parts of that song and they mean different things to each and everyone. So it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on some of the other songs, do you guys generally write more about your own experiences, your own lives? Or are you using kind of just kind of more generic ideas? Because it seems like there to me, some of the songs are general ideas, but then you have like this private personal component that's kind of sticking to the backside of it somehow, if that makes sense. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, I think like, um, the, you know, I think we could do a good job and especially some of our recent singles, like separating the verses and the choruses to maybe focus on two, you know, two different perspectives within that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like Killing Me is like the chorus you can, it's just like very deep, but then like, but before you get to that chorus, you have a lyric that goes, that cuts, you know, pretty hard. Um, yeah. And leading into that. Yeah. And I think, I think we do a good job with transitioning and, and finding that, um, that contrast between telling a story or just, writing about you know writing what sounds good you know with yeah. a lot of the times i think the songs write themselves in in our case 
for yeah. sure. Well, I, I didn't uh, want to, because I, I, you know, as I was asking the question, I realized that the way the interview was going before I asked the questions and the way that it started to go after I asked the question, it was like, I think Mike's brain busted at one point and he was like, oh, snap, I got to switch my brain from having fun to talking about something serious all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you're not wrong. Uh, the subject matter, you know, like we have fun, but there's a very, you know, there's a very serious undertone to, you know, what we do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what we promote as a band. Um, besides, you know, we try to write the best sounding music, of course, but we also, yeah. we also try to give, uh, you know, a sense of, sense of hope and shit. Yeah, I think, I think we, but we're really funny guys about it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to change the episode of this, the title of this episode to uh, "We're We're Trying to Inspire Hope and Shit." Yeah, we're <laughs> bad gear. Bad gear's about hope and shit. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> but we're like, we're like up... super funny about it because you know we've all been there, you know, and we're yeah. just like, "Fuck, man." Yeah. Well, funny that Mike says that because when I write a song, I always try to write kind of about the opposite. <laughs> But yeah, Sean, Sean, Sean dared me this week. He's like, I bet you can't write a fucking sad song about a window or some shit. Yeah. Uh, or what was it? It wasn't the uh... alleged. No, no, no. It was like it was like a hose or a taco or something. He's like, write a song about a taco. Yeah, write a song about. But like, like when I wrote Blackout, I wrote it about a serial arsonist. It's not anything about like what we Blackout normally when we normally write. I wrote it about you know. A serial killer, basically. So yeah. It's also not very funny, though. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> the, the, idea, we're... the idea is like completely reversed and opposite when I write yeah. a song. It's usually pretty dark. I try to, but yeah, it's dark. Yeah, you're, you're definitely. Incorporate... You must have listened to a lot of Alkaline Trio growing up, because I feel like that's what all their their uh, <laughs> songs are about is like <clears throat> murders and arsonists. A lot of elements like earth wind fire water into our songs can't yeah. shut up what okay earth wind and fire i thought you were <laughs> you naming, something to say i thought you were naming oh, you said kansas yeah no, i thought you were naming bands no like the, <laughs> the elements that's why i said the oh elements. the elements gotcha <laughs> you can see why things get I, I, I take it from uh just the banter in this episode that you guys get into disagreements a lot all the time. <laughs> no, we don't. Wait, no, we don't. We fucking dude. We're disagreeing serious? about that right now. Joey, come on now. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm telling mom. <laughs> so one thing I think that you guys also do that's pretty cool is uh, you, you find a way to artistically make your music videos interesting as well. Um, I think you've done, you've worked with a couple different directors from, from what I can understand, but I'm curious about your process for music videos. Do you already have an idea what you want to do going into the video, or are you pretty much letting the person who's filming and directing it kind of come up with the concepts? I think, okay, so our first music video, um, Handshakes, right? Half of it was filmed in the back of U-Haul. Yeah, I remember we, that. <laughs> and it snowed a foot that day. Yeah, it, and it, was it, in the there was no heat. It was freezing, yeah. So that you was, couldn't even return the U-Haul after the day? Like, God so damn it, I guess it's a two-day rental now. No, we were able to drive it out of the parking lot. But oh, um, nice. <laughs> it, it was, uh, that was super fun, though. Like, it was, like, January, I think we, like. We did plan that out, though. Like, yeah, we, or, yeah, we, we, we were like, let's, let's film us playing in the back of the U-Haul. I wanted us to be driving around. Oh, that'd be. <laughs> they were afraid of that. Yeah, we were like, no. 
but no, we actually, um, when, before we filmed that one, like we were just getting um, going. We Kinda. Yeah, we had a storyline. We met with um, the guy uh, who filmed it, um, Eric Dollister. Eric Dollister, name drop. Um, amazing, amazing film filmographer. Filmographer. Um, and he sat down and we like talked about it. He listened to the song. You know, we thought about the concept for it, and uh, um, he's like, he he was great. He was like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. Um, Black, and then after that, Blackout. Yes. Blackout was literally just like Blackout. we were in one scene. Like our friend Aaron, who is the co-owner at the Miramar or owner uh, Miramar Theater in Milwaukee, uh, we asked if we could rent out the space for for like a day, and we just used one. Yeah. I mean, we were on the floor of yeah the, the venue, uh... and we just used that one space in it. We had plenty of room to work with within there, and I think it turned out awesome for for what we had. Like we all yeah. we had was some smoke and some lights, and that's all we fucking needed in our instruments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty epic. It looks like one of them videos that they would have done for like, you know, My Chemical Romance back in the early two thousands yeah. or something like that. Shit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, I love My Chemical and then Romance. Killing me, kind of. Um, the same, the same me kind of. The like same, yeah, we have the same director for Killing Me and Blackout. Um, yeah, he's, he's now doing stuff for Hollywood. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would like to say that movie. him filming those two things got him hired in Hollywood, which he's now. He's <laughs> like, yes, we can take some credit for that. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's now like doing Star Wars. Hi, Christian. I don't even yeah. things we, we're probably not supposed to talk about. But yeah. He's Hollywood. Yeah. So, yeah. He's like, thanks and, and to those bums in Milwaukee. I'm famous now. Yeah. And Christian was really good also. You know, the, the people that we, um, I guess you could say we choose to work with, we kind of, you know, I feel like we've been in this before, like in this in these situations before, at, like as younger adults, that yeah. we kind of know how to, what not to do. What not to do. So I feel like um, our decision making is a little bit better. So that's why I feel like, you know, we cut. You know, we we kind of got some good things going on. Yeah, yeah. So floated us the direction to Rad. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, the guy who, um, uh, how do I want to? Sean can say it because I'm what? my brain lost. What? Yeah, Christian, who recorded our last two music videos, he recommended that we work with the uh, producer that we're producer, working with, Nick Nicholas Radnovic. Nick Rad. Gotcha. Mr. Rad. Hi, Mr. Rad. Hey, Mr. Rad. He makes it sound amazing. He's 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 great at what he does. So yeah, he's putting out fucking hits every other Billboard hits every other fucking week. And then he works with us. Yeah, <laughs> Billboard hits. He's like, he's selling. You know, he's got. He just got a gold record last week, and it wasn't from us. But it wasn't and, then from a, us. and then as a charity, he's like, all right, I'll yeah. take your guys' yeah. case for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, we'll do this one. He feels bad. He doesn't want us to go home. He's like, this. He doesn't want us to. Go home. Green, you know? Yeah, he's just like this is so sad. This he's Milwaukee like, this band. Yeah, these guys die on it. Speaking of which, you guys are currently creating new music, and and you're trying to put a is it a full out length album or an EP together? So should we should we talk? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's that's gonna be an EP. That's, that's it's gonna be but it's so like we'll just drop we'll just drop it. It's gonna be breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking breaking breaking. It's gonna be EP. <laughs> then it's gonna be an EP right after that, and then it's gonna be a full length. And is that the two EPs together? No. It's a whole all separate new, EP. All different. 
all different. Nice. Very cool. And this is yeah, this going to be in the next, I guess, 12 to 18 months then? Is that what kind of the plan uh, is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the next, like, three months, we'll have two EPs. Yeah, so three nice. months, you're going to get two EPs. And then in the next six to eight months, you're going to get full length, probably. And we're going to start recording that in January. Yep. Wow. Awesome. And this is all through Punkerton Records, I assume, then? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brandon from Punkerton, he's like, um, he's like, yeah. He's he's on it. He's yeah. He's doing great things. Very cool. And you guys are like I was. I think you were saying earlier you're doing all the recording in house. So you guys are recording it through your guys' own equipment, and then are you doing the mixing and mastering uh, yes, elsewhere, or so, are you doing this stuff somewhere else? So it's a it. So the the two EPs, the two EPs will are, be mostly at home, like in home. So the drums we record in a yeah drums we record gotcha. in a full on um, music studio all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Those are pretty um, hard to record at home without a, a really good setup. Right. And, uh, we are actually, uh, you know, I saw your Instagram of your building up the, the home studio. Yeah. Oh, we're show, just, you should show them the, yeah. The so, vocal movement right now. <laughs> I think that's podcast on video guest. Huh. Oh, <laughs> it's right over there. Yeah. It's over there. It's right <laughs> over there. So, if you want a tour. Yeah. Um, so we're, yeah. So, um, so the, Three, yes, we so we have two EPs. The most of the stuff, the guitars and vocals, we're doing in house, right? Um, the yeah. full length is going to be more so full, full on studio. studio. Yeah, nice, yeah. very cool. So we're we're lucky enough that we have do have good enough equipment that we can do the vocals and guitars, you know, with uh with it sounding like it's done in a studio. Um, yeah, I mean it is a studio, really. What's your definition of a studio? Yeah. Um, it's a place where you can record, right? Right. I've yeah. recorded albums in my fucking living room. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. So I was talking with you, Jake, earlier about mm-hmm. um, you guys are going to be doing some tours or shows, I should say, not tours, but some shows soon. And then obviously you're going to take a break for another COVID winter. And hopefully you don't have to cancel anything during that. But um, what, what are kind of the shows that you guys have coming up here? So we are going to be in Indianapolis, November 19th, Saturday at Punk Rock Night at the Melody Inn. Uh, it's kind of like our second home, for yeah. sure. We have a lot of friends down there. Uh, really great scene down there. So we'll probably go down there and get you know, some tattoos and go to you know, our favorite spots. and see Get blind drunk and get a tattoo and wake up in an alleyway somewhere. Yeah. It, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, December. I think it's December fifteenth in Janesville. We're playing a show at Zox Social Club, and then in February we will be doing uh, a show in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, with uh, some some of the bands and friends of Punkerton Records. When is yeah. this going to be aired? Uh, I think mid November. So all oh, okay. that stuff should be, you should be good still. All right. Good. I think it's like three weeks, four weeks away. At the I, most, so. I, mean, I think there's some stuff that wasn't supposed to be said that will be said. said. I already said. Yeah. It. All right. I'll, I'll let you know for sure, but I think it's three to four weeks it's from all now. Good. So I, yeah. No, it's yeah. All good. We don't care. We like getting in trouble for that stuff. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to be opening for Blink 182 when we're, we're young next year. So, uh, <laughs> no, so they're going to play on my birthday. Didn't you see my totally Photoshop mock-up of that poster? No. <laughs> cool. 
Cool. Oh, so yeah. obviously, guys, we'll add some links to you guys' music and, and all the information that you guys have about the upcoming shows to the, the <clears throat> notes below this episode. But do you have anything else that you'd like to plug or any shout-outs that you want to give or anything you want to say before we go? Um, today? So our, um, our managers tell us Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. So oh, yeah. if you guys can follow us on bad dot. I, I think at is implied, right? At yeah. bad, bad dot year. doesn't matter. At bad dot year. Follow us. Tag us. Can we try that again? We're going to have to edit that. Damn, <laughs> we, are, we don't have to edit anything. Hey, hey, follow us on fucking Instagram. Dude, sorry, screwed it up. <laughs> at bad.year. Okay. Instagram, follow us. And follow us on Spotify and all the Apple music and stuff. Because yeah. there will be a bunch of new music coming. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then one last question before he goes today, before you guys go today. What new music other than Bad Year would you guys recommend people check out? The Flatliners. Nothing Great. Nowhere. What was that? Uh, Nothing Nowhere. Okay. The band Doubter from okay. uh, Milwaukee is actually pretty cool. I've been listening to them. Um, they're also a punk rock band. Doubt, like, I have Doubt, Doubter. Sure. But they're I, pretty I, cool. I doubt that. Knucklepuck. <laughs> what? Listen to Knucklepuck, too. Oh, oh yeah. Nothing. No. Already said mine. Neck deep. Hey, Blink when it's used back together. Yeah. They sure are. Listen to some fucking Tom DeLonge. Buy some like three thousand dollar concert tickets. Hey, our concert tickets (laughs) will not cost you five hundred dollars a ticket. They'll cost you maybe five, ten. (laughs) We're just as good. We're just as good. We're like great value Blink. Just as good and a lot cheaper. Yeah, we were. We were told we were great value Blink too. That's a real review. (laughs) That's a real review. And we're like, at least we're not going to take all your money. Hey, I yeah. took that as a compliment. Yeah, I'll take yeah, that. That's, I'll take that for sure. We're like nice. rollback prices. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> roll it back. We're going to roll back concert prices all the way back to the year 1975. Yeah, <laughs> five bucks. Fiverr. Fiverr gets you in and a beer. Wait, and a beer. You and a beer. So <laughs> a beer. Awesome. Well, I want to thank today's guest, obviously, Bad Year, Milwaukee's best punk band right now. I don't know if you're oh. the best, but I'm going to say you're the best. So I don't know them all. So I'm, I'm just going to assume you guys are on the show. So you must be good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the show today. Make sure to go to show notes below this episode to check out the music because they're a band. You'll probably hear more about in the very new future, just like we were talking about. And you'll see all those cool EPs and the new LP coming out very soon. So I think you'll want to make, make sure you check that out. Also guys, remember the powered by rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation to the podcast. Not necessary, but you can if you want to help us keep making some awesome episodes with some awesome guests. You can find that link in the notes as well. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube channel and on Spotify now as well. If you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, lists, and interviews, go to PoweredByRock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog and also find some merch and gear so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on. Supposed to be